Welcome to the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Designed to inspire, motivate, and take your game and life to the next level. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. And as always, bring the energy. Welcome to another episode of High Energy Ballers. Today, got a special guest, Philip Michael. What's going on, brother? What's up, Eric? How's it going? That's great, man. It's great to have you. I'm, I'm Thank you. And um, for those of you who don't know Philip, he is a uh, he, he owns um, he's in the investment side as his main business. He uh, has been featured in CNBC, Forbes, and Entrepreneur Magazine, and he also has uh, one of the main things I see here is that your goal is to create a hundred thousand millionaires by 2030, which is mm-hmm. yeah. So welcome. Why don't we just start off, tell people a little bit about your background, kind of where you're from and, uh, and what you're all about. All right. So uh, as you mentioned, as our overall mission is to, of course, help uh, 100,000 people become first time investors and eventually become millionaires by the end of the year. So a 10 year thesis to generate a net worth of a million dollars is probably a reasonable uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not too aggressive if, 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 you, if you do the right things that it just become an inevitability because you'll start to invest and these investments will mature and your spending won't, your, your money management won't be totally consumed by consumption. It'll be charged in the direction of saving and investing, you know, so that's, that's, so it just sort of happened on its own. We just get people, we just kickstarted for people. And, uh, but to, to, to answer your question and bring it back from the beginning, uh, I'm originally from Denmark. In Europe, I was born there. I came to uh, yeah, family in America. I came in when I was 16. I moved here permanently in 2011. And one of the things that I saw was uh, when I was in the process of obtaining my green card, I wasn't able to work, which means that you can't do anything to make a living. And one of the ways I had to, that I had to get to, to find a way to support myself was through writing, winning writing competitions because they would just pay you on PayPal. You know, and I saw, I discovered that people were making people that had big fortunes, people that had uh, influence in New York City was through uh, real estate. So I started uh, developing an interest there. My family's in the real estate business also, but I was younger then, so it didn't really matter to me as long as I have a, I have a place to live and parties to go to when you're a teenager. That's all you really, all you really care about. So, uh, but, but so bringing it back to what we do now. In Denmark, there's almost, there's no corruption. Like corruption is literally, it's, it's non-existent. There's almost no crime. There's no poverty. And all of that is chalked up to, uh, obviously there's a lot of, uh, there's high taxes for people who do make a lot of money. But one of the things that I notice is that even poor people have it pretty good. And that directly correlates to dysfunction, anarchy, crime, things of that nature. And obviously in a, in a society like America, where it's very much you, you eat what you kill type of thing, which is cool because it, it rewards the bowl, which is why I'm here. At the same time, uh, there's, a, there's a large subset of the, of the uh, population of society who, who don't have a lot. And that correlates directly with a lot of crime. So I figured most of the money travels through those people who don't have a lot. They spend the most money. So it's not like opportunity isn't there because people seem to think it's like, can't see the forest for trees. People think that, oh my God, we, are, we can't get ahead. 
small shifts in the way you behave with money can transform that reality totally. So that's really what we're doing. We came, we came out with it in April uh, in the real estate that's owned by myself, my dad, and my nephew. We have a company together. Went out and bought real estate 2017. We're actively building 210 units, uh, 57 million worth of real estate under development. So I figured, you know what, let's, right, in, right before the pandemic, as a matter of fact. And then when that hit, that's when it actually came out. No marketing, anything. And we've sold over a million dollars since then, since April. That's incredible. So that's, so that, but that's only part of it. We're, past, we're at like 2,000 folks now. But the minimum was 500. And it was, I put it down to 79 because it's $79 because that's what I came to New York with. But we're going to do it so people can come in and own pieces of it for $10. And that's when we're going to start seeing uh, more mass adoption, you know, because it's really in its early stages. But that's where it's coming from. It's just a desire and, an, and a, a, yeah, a desire really to, to help people become more money conscious because there's yeah. enough there for everybody. And if, right. if, if everyone is, has their belly full, I think right. we have a more prosperous society. So that's just what I'm trying to do on a pocket in a microcosm and hopefully it spreads. There's more people who then become influenced to do the same thing. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, that's awesome, brother. So when you came, you came here from Denmark yeah. to the U.S., so you moved right to New York City? Is that the no, I was living in Kansas City at the time. Uh, I've lived different places for school. I went to journalism school in Hawaii. I went to business school in Florida. Right. And I came up here after to New York, which is where we have okay. family. Yeah, so I've lived in, I lived in South Beach. I've lived in, Honolulu, I've lived in Honolulu, and I've lived in Kansas City. It's an interesting life. Even when I lived in Kansas City, I lived with an uh, uh, extended family member that was the, uh, wasn't really a family friend, but he's practically family, mm-hmm. who's the captain of the Kansas City Chiefs, believe it or not. So my first experience with that was living in an NFL household. That's super cool. Uh, some interesting experiences. And then I came back. Uh, well, I was supposed to live in New York and uh, a few years after, I ended up not because I had a scholar, uh, a soccer scholarship that I was offered in Brooklyn for a Division One school, yeah. but I ended up not doing that. I came back later, uh, Hawaii, and then I moved to Florida, and we ended up here. That's what's up, man. So you finished school. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, that's what's up. So you came here, you you went to school first. Now you've been an entrepreneur for a while. Would you say that anything that you learned in school or that you did in school contributed to your success now or what you're doing? No, no, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. Uh, I have, I have some pretty strong uh, opinions. I can say, I suppose you can say, on, on this, just based on my experience. Yeah. And when the university system was created at a time where society isn't what it isn't what it is today, meaning you don't have access to the information the same way. You had to go to a library and get that. Universities have libraries, right? And then the advantage of a university is the stuff that you find in the libraries get discussed and dissected and worked on in a classroom, in a classroom mm-hmm. setting. These right. days, number one, things move so fast. Business school, uh, the things they teach you are, are outdated. It, it just simply doesn't work like that anymore. And, and, and um, obviously for certain, certain fields of study, you need those to, to, to like, mm-hmm. Right. You got to go to law school, law school to become yep. a lawyer. That's a given. You got to go to med school to become a doctor. That's a given. However, what good does a business degree that really do, do you? I don't know. The main benefit for me is the, is the network, really, that you get to network yeah. with yep. other people like that. But 
you practically, anybody that has an MBA really has to unlearn pretty much everything that they knew. So that's, that's what I had. None of that helps me now. None of it. Right. What I probably had the most help with was journalism school mm-hmm. because it allows me to be uh, focused on deadlines, understand deadlines, and I don't tolerate typos. You'd be surprised how far that goes. There was someone asked me yesterday about this thing that was, uh, oh, it was a new stock exchange. And I could just tell by the website, by the absence of quality assurance, mm-hmm. number one, there was a typo. There was a typo. There was a hyphen that was missing. I already knew, right? I already know everything I need to know about this company. I know they're not going to make it. I know they're not legit. I know they're not going to go nowhere because you don't even, it's like, it's like a, a, a typo on a resume. Right. You're dismissed, you know? So, uh, uh, so, so that really, that part maybe helped me, but other than that, the business and, and, and all this other stuff, not, not at all, not at all. And, and I don't really talk about my education much because it's not really something to be proud of. I don't think, but once you, but if I do bring it up, I bring it up like, like I'm doing right now where I share with people that you don't really need it to, to, to get where you need to go. It's just something that people think and it's something that parents obviously would like. So uh, but once you can pass that, and also there's a certain level of clout attached to a degree. Mm-hmm. I understand. And that's really, that's what I discovered recently is that the main business of education is because I have a built, I have a develop, uh, uh, student housing complex at Temple University. And I was thinking we have maybe a good 20, 25 years before college education is outdated. But then it occurred to me is that people don't buy the education to buy the clout that comes with it. So then I'm like, all right, it's going to be here for a long time. So, yeah. but, but yeah, it didn't really help me much. No. For sure. Yeah. And that, that, and that was, that was kind of what I expected you to say. I just, whenever somebody like yourself brings up that they went to school, I always like to ask that question because I was kind of in the same boat, right? Like, oh, I, yeah? I went to, uh, well, I went to Syracuse and then St. John's university, but the only okay. reason I went was for a lacrosse scholarship. Uh-huh. I was never, never good at school. Um, but, uh, I realized that, you know, I'm never going to use my degree. And, but what you said about going to school and actually gaining connections, man, I would recommend anybody to go to college just so they can build a network and build connections. Cause you can freaking meet some powerful people. And yeah. Yeah. You know, but overall, which is, is, which is a good draw actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I can't think of one thing that actually helped me, you know, from college to be able to what did you study. What was your major? psychology yeah mine was too oh yeah well journalism and psychology then masters was communications and psychology and then uh business was like mba with a specialization in, in social media marketing get this this was 2012 they were talking about myspace and some other things yeah it was completely useless yeah yeah psychology yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's the business of just knowing people in general like knowing how people act and that's really what it is understanding yeah. people mm-hmm. understanding motivations right and understanding how yeah just understanding people really mm-hmm. that's the main skill people skills yeah absolutely so when you came here from denmark i mean i've i've had a few people that came to the u.s from other countries and they're just freaking came here and started killing it did you feel like you had an advantage over a lot of people when you came here because you know you had a, a natural knack to hustle and you had a natural um, this, or did you feel like it took you some time to kind of adapt to? You know, yeah, it took a while. I mean, yeah. in Denmark, people don't have that knack for hustling. There's no incentive to work harder because everybody's taken care of. And if you work too hard, you get taxed off ass. 
So what I what I consider Denmark is like if you compare it to people to to if you compare it to bad, it scores well. If you compare it to great, it doesn't score so well. Simply because it's a breeding ground for mediocrity. No one really is going to try to excel because there's no incentive to. Nobody's going to uh, it's going to be afraid of ever going broke because there's a safety net. So it creates this weird creates like this. Why do you say it's happy there? Because it just creates a situation where no one really is going to, there's, like I said, there's no corruption. There's no crime. So that part is great. But for me personally, someone who has that uh, fire, it was, it was, it was quite an adjustment. Yeah, I would have to say. So, uh, but one of the things that people really don't understand, everybody that talks about the disadvantages that they have, that's actually the best preparation for if you go into business for yourself. Me being in a position where I couldn't make any money, I have the degrees, all the, all the ego you, you build up from, from, from thinking that you're so good to, to get through it, it's out the window, it doesn't matter. What you think you're entitled to, doesn't matter. It's just what value you can deliver. And the harder it is, the better you prepare for, because if your business takes off, Mm-hmm. You're going to run into some situations that are going to challenge you. And if you haven't been challenged on the front end, oh, my God. Like Airbnb right now. The guy says, the CEO, he says, in the past few months, I've had to make decisions for 10 years because he had to lay off a lot of people. He had to change the business model. He had to sign off on billion dollars, billions of dollars of debt just to keep the, keep the ship rolling and to go for an IPO in the midst of everything. If he hadn't been through all the early grind of, 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 of learning and growing with Airbnb, he would not have been prepared for this. He would have broke, you know? So that's, it's the more struggle you have, the more, the more at an advantage I think you are, as long as you don't give up. Yeah, the more, the more struggles you go through, the more opportunities you have to turn those into something huge. That too, those are, yes, that too, opportunities will also become battle-tested, you know? Yeah. And that's really what it comes from. Little stuff doesn't phase you. It's like, because like it kills me when people say, you know, there's a lot of people, I hear this all the time, and I'm not going to try to make it as general as I can. But I hear all the time people saying, oh, I can't give, no investors want me. Uh, this and that, this and that. It, I'm like, okay, maybe you either have to knock on a few more doors. Yeah. Or two, maybe you're not that good. Right. Increase your skill set. Become better. You know, it's not just that most people quick say, oh, it's unfair. No, maybe you're not that good or maybe you're too soft. Maybe you need to knock on a few more doors. And if you have to knock on a few more doors, you're more battle-tested once you get through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, you talk to more people. More, more people you talk to, the higher chance you have of, of getting the yes, you know. And, and, like, more, and increasing your skill set. Like learning from people that are millions of miles ahead of you. Like who That's you exactly it. Yeah. You know, you actually gave me an idea for a video to put out. And it's probably going to ruffle some feathers, but I think it needs to be said that maybe, just maybe, you're just not that good yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's not no, no system that's trying to put, keep you down. Maybe you're just not very good. Yeah. No, this is what it is, you know, so. Yeah, and it, I mean, being self-aware of what your strengths are and what you need to work at is, is, is huge. So just looking up to others and, and gaining other skill sets. Like for me personally, I had to gain, I had to become a better salesman, you know, mm. we're, all we're doing is selling. We're selling. That's right. That's right. So I gotta, I gotta teach others to do what I know how to do. Yeah. So how do I do that? I'm in mentor programs. I'm in, you know, coaching programs. I'm learning from people who are, who have, who have been there and are making, you know, hundreds of million dollars doing what I'm already, what I'm, you know, shooting for essentially. Right. And, and all it is, is the skill set, skill set strategies, different tactics, tactics that they use. 
So it's just a game of duplication at the end of the day. Duplication and execution, right? That's right. What is your goal with the business? Goal with the business? Um, I mean, to be, basically be able to help at least right now we have about seven sales guys. So overall to scale the business and help everybody make at least a hundred K a year. Quantitatively. And, uh, what's the quantifiable measure for you in terms of where you want to take the business? So I'm not wanting to do that little whiteboard right here. Uh, by December, 2021, you want to give 1.5 million people. That's what it says. And it says numbers and then it has a hundred, a hundred K and then, then there's the larger goals, like largest minority owned as as a manager, first real estate exchange, and largest minority owned publisher. So we have a media company under our arm too as part of our wealth universe. So that's why I asked you, what is yours? Yeah, I mean, overall, in 2021, we want to do uh, nine figures in revenue. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I actually kind of, I actually really dig the, uh, it's actually a selfless, motivation saying i want each of my team members to make 100k they make 100k you gotta make more otherwise you're not able to it's not a charity i actually like that goal because it becomes like you're doing it for others and like it becomes like hey that's that's because I'm, I'm thinking about the same way ours is a hundred thousand people become millionaires i'm not thinking about what it is for me and like there's a lot of traction from that because it's not tied yeah. to myself it's tied to other people's success for sure yeah. kind of like almost how it's almost easy to go up to a girl and, and talk her up for your friend and for yourself you know Hundred percent. Then I'm like, well, why doesn't she's like, well, why doesn't he want me? Like, what's wrong with what's wrong with him and thinking about himself? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hear you. No, that's beautiful though. That's beautiful. Uh, uh, nine figures. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we're on pace to do it. We're we're growing quickly, so um, it's just a matter of of getting better every single day. But overall, like the way I look at it is, you know, you're you're saying, think of it as how can you help other people. So yeah. I can help other people. I mean, a lot of these people that are coming to work with us, they're used to making, you know, 30, 40 K a year. So if we can help them make, you know, a hundred, I mean, everybody that works with us will make anywhere between 100 to 200 K or more. Uh, yeah. But, but it's not only the money that they're going to make. It's also the skills that they're going to gain. Like they're going to cut in. So maybe they're only with us for a year or two, but they learn how to close deals. They learn how to persuade. Yeah. Well, don't you want people to stay with you? What's that? Don't you want people to stay with you? To say to me? To what? To stay with you. Oh, for sure. Of course. I want people to stay with me. Absolutely. Yeah, that's ultimately the goal. But, you know, some people might, they might want more. They might want to go start something else. You never know. Right, right. If you give people the tools to fish, yeah. like, well, I got to fish for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that, 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 that makes me, like, I, I notice every day, like, helping these, these guys train. I notice them becoming more confident. I notice them becoming better sales people, mm -hmm. better people. They're better, they're, they're, better, they're better at solving problems. And I love that. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. That's really the main skill, problem solver. Mm -hmm. The amount of people that hit me up that say, oh my God, I." here's a typical thing that I get. People say, I want to put three and a half percent of buy investment property in this, but my area is expensive. So the down payment is hard. I said, that leaves you with two options. Save up more money or mm -hmm. go somewhere else. It's really that simple. Don't just stop, oh, freeze up when there's an option. Find another way. And people, there's, there's people either don't want to find a way or they look for the shortcut. When the, when, the, when the way is right in front of you, it just seems so daunting. But in reality, that's the way, you know? Yeah, no. I get, I get that one a lot. I said, look, just 
that's just problem solving, as you mentioned. Like with this particular question, save up more money or go somewhere else. Simple, you know? Right. So that's, that's, really, uh, that's really a main thing. Let me just plug up over here. That's what's up, brother. So yes. talk a little bit about your, you're telling me a little bit about your real estate uh, investment business. Uh-huh. Tell, tell people a little bit about kind of what you guys are doing. I know you're talking about getting into an app and things like that. What? Yeah, uh, okay. So, uh, so the thing is, a lot of times when people start apps and they raise money and this and that the other, it's just based on spec. Is there a real business behind an idea? Could be, all right. I don't like to operate that way. Uh, our business is anchored in the real estate that we have. So right now, uh, we're, at a, we're doing a Series A round at, uh, well, we started it. We have one investor, but I'm pausing it because I want we have some other products coming out mm-hmm. that can strengthen the overall business case. For instance, the app coming out, we have a large wait, uh, wait list. Let's get them on the app. So it looks better than saying we have a wait list for a future app saying we have this many users for a present app. Totally different ca- business case. Uh, we have this Wealth Academy coming out that has some great projections. So like, all right, let's get the pre-orders in. Instead of talking about the projections, let's talk about the actual stuff and then let the projections be based on current sales. So, but that's at a $65 million valuation. And again, we have $57 million under development of the real estate. So it's actually rooted in reality. So that's, so that's what we're doing. But in terms of our actual real estate, it is a high rise project in Jersey city, a smart tech project in Jersey city. That's a mid rise. And then a uh, student housing complex with around 100 beds by Temple University. Hmm. And then later today, I have a call with someone who has, uh, who's raising money for a 280-unit apartment complex uh, in Fort Lauderdale that we're looking to see if we can buy into a partner on. So that's, that's today. And that's a 58, $57 million project, ironically. So I hope that can happen because that would double our assets under management right away so that'd be huge and you know the yeah, real estate down I, I think there's some synergies there and then we got another fund in the works so because really we want to do again we want to have several offerings on the app mm-hmm. for people to really build a real estate portfolio because again there's plenty of investment apps if you come on there like what do you would you have this different there's nobody's really doing real estate because there's only 225 REITs there are other operators that sell their real estate shares in it but there's no need for them to have it like a tradable thing because real estate isn't really liquid like that so that's what we're doing myself i've teamed up with another company that's actually built the first real estate trading platform along with the nasdaq that's going to live on our app so uh, i'm pretty excited about about what lies ahead i think at the very least having ten thousand people on our app is a really strong place to start and then we take it from there ten thousand a hundred thousand go to a million so yeah, for sure. Only one way up. Right. That's it. That's it. When when do you launch the app, or is it already launched? Well, we were gonna launch it this month, but I'm working on getting in these uh, this this API from the from the S and P from the S and P 500, so you can track the uh, how the REITs are doing, real estate investment trusts, to see how they're doing. That's just publicly publicly traded companies that are landlords for a living. How are they trending? How are they going? So people can have an educational factor as opposed to just only going in when you have to buy because you don't have infinite money. So I want them to be able to find some context to their investments. So it's an, because the whole idea is to educate people so they can go out and do it on their own. Just like how you're doing with salespeople. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I want to turn them into sound investors. And a lot of people think you have to be super, super skilled. You have to trade options, securities, 
derivatives, all this other crack, uh, commodities, not even like that. Just buy companies that you like and hold on to it for a while or buy bonds and hold on to it for a while. You know, it's a simple, basic things. And that's what I'm just trying to, to convey to people. But ours is specifically for the real estate side of things. Mm. Just that's, to work focus on that, because that's really this core of what we do. That's, that's super niche, I feel like, because I've never heard of anything like that. No, they, most of them, there's just a stock market at large, or then there's some private operators that do, you know, we actually were looking, did we invest in this? We did. We invested in a solar plant in uh, Germany, I believe, through this company that we're already investing in real estate with. Mm -hmm. So it's so there are some that do it, but not on a scale where it's like accessible to everyone. Because the thing is this: when you deal with micro investors, a lot of them are high maintenance. Like one guy was wanted to invest a, a few hundred bucks and kept asking me questions. I said, "This is not for you." Right. The, the, the investor relations maintenance isn't worth it for both you and you're not gonna you're I, you're gonna annoy me you're not gonna feel like you get answers let me get back to when i have a product that's a hundred thousand which is worth hundred thousand dollars which is worth worth you being a pain you know so but that's that's the whole thing most most uh, operators when they get a hundred thousand dollar check people understand at that level that that it takes time for for an investment to mature so that's why most people stay out of that game so for that reason, that's why we want to do it the Robinhood way because it's retail yeah. micro investors, but it's just through a stock exchange of sorts. So, yeah. so that's the that's the best way to do it, I believe. I got you. We'll so, so two or a hundred thousand millionaires by twenty thirty. Mm -hmm. What's the minimum somebody has to invest with you guys in order to hit that? Well, we're not going to make you a millionaire alone just from that one investment. But once right. you start, you know, this once you become a business owner or investor, the way you think about money is different. If you have a big check for ten thousand, you just don't you you don't think about oh how much clothes or trips or cars you can buy. You start thinking about how to, you start thinking about that from a business context. What can how can I invest this into the business or things of that nature? It changes your mindset completely. Mm -hmm. So that's so that's what I want them to do. So once they start, they think about things. They think about things in a different way. Uh, think about money in a different way, and from there, small tweaks to their uh, small tweak to their uh, money habits, that's gonna change everything. For and then sure. it becomes, like I said, an inevitability. If you talk, look at a black community alone, it's 1.3 trillion spending each year. But I thought everyone was poor. But a lot of that comes from, you know, there's also a lot of credit card debt. So you start moving away from mass consumption and just spending money and you start to look at how can I invest money? Right you eliminate the spending in the credit card debt, which, which, which cripples you. And you start slowly but surely building your nest egg. And before you know it, you're buying a property and that's going to build a bulk of your net worth and you're going to invest more time, time passes. And next thing you know, it's just going to happen all on its own. Right. And that's why we provide the access. We already, we also provide the community through our events, through our, the information through wealth lab, Things of that nature. So it's just supportive uh, ecosystem of, of uh, a wealth universe, if you will. That's, that's, that's what it is. So, so it's giving the access. I tell everybody to come in. You don't have to come in with me. I'm just giving you one option. You can go with Fundrise, which is another company that does the exact same. You can go with others. You can do this, that, and the other. All up to you. As long as you start, that's what matters. Right. Absolutely. So if somebody wants to come invest with you, where can they, where can they reach you at? 100kmillionaires.com. 100kmillionaires.com. 
Yes, uh, that is direct access into our temple project. And that's $250 minimum. And that's at a $1 million valuation. It's almost done and be done in November. And it's actually worth at least 2 million. So it's a hell of a deal. But I wanted people to make, make money on the buy. So uh, that's the best investment when you make money the second you buy it. When you buy something that's undervalued, you made money on the buy. So that's what I want to do. Uh, that's what I want to do for people. So that one is open for a little while longer, for another 30 days, I believe, because it's a $360,000 offering. Right now, it's at 298000 297000 something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's where they can go. And, and then we'll have plenty of offerings next year. So we're working on those. There's a lot of uh, back-end stuff, you know, with apps and uh, regulatory. Because this is money. You got to do certain things right. You got to cross your T's and dot your I's. Right. The right way. I love it. I love it. So I know you got to get rolling here. I appreciate you joining us. Um, last question I have for you is for any entrepreneurs out there, anybody looking to make the jump to maybe be a business owner or they're, they're maybe a little scared. What, what's some of the best advice you could give to somebody to, you know, just go all in? Well, the obvious advice is just do it. But that might be hard for someone to say, well, how do I just do it? What I would say is, Yes, just do it, but immerse yourself in the environment of people that are doing what you want to do. Because, and I'm going to tell you this, and no matter what you think, and you can disagree with me, but experience will, experience, your experience will eventually make you revisit what I said and go, I retroactively agree. Immerse yourself in your environment because you're, if you're in your current environment, which shapes who you are now, and you try to do something that's dramatically different, unless you can change your environment where no one person is really that strong. You become your environment. Your environment doesn't become you. Get around other people who are doing it. Find, find, because that way you can see how they're executing. Just like when you bring in salespeople. If you tell somebody off the street you can make 100K, you're like, really? But he won't really believe it in the back of his mind. But once you see other people are performing, doing well, money's flowing, automatically they will expect that they can do it too. Right. You know, even it goes back to how we as children, we see adults speak and talk and walk. So we try to walk too. We fall a couple times, we crawl, then we walk next thing you know, we're walking. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I would do. I would get around, find people, not just have a chat with them, immerse yourself. If you have a group of friends at school that are into just like, I don't know, I don't know, riding motorcycles in the weekend, and that's what you used to be into, you might have to make a tough decision to hang out with those people who are into creating small businesses or has a lemonade stand or whatever, whatever the hell. Anybody who's doing this type of stuff, because you're gonna change your thinking, ideas are gonna hit you, you're automatically gonna to start to adopt some of their characteristics, and that's when you get started. So, so it really starts with immerse yourself in, the, in a new environment, because if you try to do it in your old environment, they're gonna pull you back into what you were before. It's kind of like saying, uh, it's, it's uh, analogously is correct, although it would sound dramatically different. If you're an alcoholic and you say, you know what, I don't want to drink anymore, but all your friends are drunks, and you try to not be an alcoholic amongst your drunken friends, what do you, it's absurd to even think that it's possible. Mm -hmm. You got to go cold turkey and get over with people who are totally wholesome, right? It's just it's what it is. It's just the same yep. way. It's just because we think, well, there's nothing unhealthy about the habits that happen now. No, but you, you're trying to adopt a totally different skill set. You need to start a business. Start obviously just get around the right people and just start doing it. Figure out what you want to do. There's tons of information out there in terms of because I really think yes, find an idea. But if you don't have the right mindset for it, you're gonna fail even if you have the best idea in the world. But I would say the mindset thing. Yeah. Find people that are like you, and then something you'll find an idea that works for you. Yeah, it's a difference in the mindset and the way you think about things. And I mean, 
you nailed it, right? Like you got to change your environment because, and that's where you, that's where you figure out who's, who your true friend is. Cause you could hang out with a group of people that are always, you know, going and screwing off on the weekends or even during the week when yeah. you, when you know, you have to get stuff done in order to, you know, hit your goals or do whatever, you know, you yeah. want to accomplish. And if you tell them, look, you know, I got to go do this. And naturally if during that same environment that you've been in with them, they're going to pull you down or do whatever they can to, to bring you back to where they are because people yeah. want to see you do well, but they don't want to see you do better than that. Right. So, you got to be in the right environment. That's exactly right. Right. Exactly. So change your environment folks. And, um, you want to reach Philip, hit him up at a hundred K millionaires.com. And then you can also reach him on Instagram at, uh, what's your. Y F W T B. Y F W T B. Reach him out at there. W F Y T B. And, uh, thanks for watching another episode of high energy ballers. Please share, subscribe, and rate, and we will check you next time. Peace. This is the High Energy Ballers Podcast with Eric DeJohn. Subscribe on your favorite platform, and as always, bring the energy.